Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I am your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, alone, my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, this episode is brought to you by Pepsi, the good folks at Pepsi. Actually, this football season will be different and Pepsi has been here to get us ready for game day, no matter how we watch this season. Why? Well, there's a reason why Pepsi is the refreshment you and I need to power through game day and really become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those of us who watch it. So Pepsi, made for football watch and go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. What's on the Three-course meal for today's show, and welcome back into Tuesday's edition of Locked On Texans, where you can get your daily Texans talk and news podcast through the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to dive into the coaching search. I thought it was very important to look at that, especially considering what we've seen from the two most popular coaching decisions from out the entire fan franchise, the franchise fans. Uh, we're also going to take a look at Will Fuller. As we hinted at yesterday, Will Fuller's do a lot of money. He can make with Houston. Why that is good or is not a good decision. And Cody also wanted to look at the offensive line, and I thought that was intriguing because he believes they have made, they may have played better without some missing players, star players. But before we get into all of that, over the weekend, we saw the 49ers take on the Arizona Cardinals. And we've also seen throughout the entire season the offensive explosiveness from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, am I talking about Kyle Shanahan? Am I talking about um, Andy Reid? No, not at all. I'm talking about a former Texan assistant, Robert Sala, and a, a favorite, two favorites, and Eric Bieniemy the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs and the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. And so this is where I want to kind of start my points. The Kansas City Chiefs against top 10 defenses this year, Baltimore 34 points, the Patriots 26 points. The Chiefs have a combined score of 30 points per game against top 10 defenses this year. These are the offensive stats for the Chiefs that are led by Eric Bieniemy, who is a hot name around the league for a coaching job and has been linked to Houston head coaching vacancy since being favored by Deshaun Watson. But over the weekend, a Robert Sala-led defense held Kyler Murray, who I had as a front runner for MVP at the beginning of the season, held what? him in check. Held him in check. You got to watch that man. <laughs> Early in the season, between the first five or six, seven games, I had him as an MVP uh, candidate. They limited him to 247 yards, no, inter- no, no TDs, one interception, and an average of 4.9 yards per play. Really the 49ers' best output for the season thus far, and they have struggled against teams this year due to missing players and injury. Uh, no Nick Bosa, no D Ford, no DeForest Buckner, all players who were a part of that stellar defense last year during their Super Bowl run. The 49ers are still top 10 in nearly every defensive stat, one of which, here, listen, 
one of which includes rushing yards per game. San Fran is currently number six in the league, allowing 105 rushing yards per game, while Houston allows 151 per game, second worst in the league. So it comes down to who is the best fit for Houston. Now, here's a question. What is the most pressing need in the offseason to fix? I think we can all agree, listeners at home, I think we can all agree that that is undoubtedly the defense, whether it's stopping the run or the pass, which San Fran is number four in the league in doing so, stopping the pass. The defense needs fixing. After I saw that performance the 49ers put up over the weekend, I thought to myself, I've been wrong. I've been a, a, a huge supporter of bringing in Eric Bieniemy, mainly because Deshaun Washington vouched for him and he said out of his own mouth that he wants him here. But Robert Sala seems to be the right guy for this job. And to go along with that, we've seen what the offense can do on the, under the leadership of Romeo Cornell and Tim Kelly, still top five in the league. Watson is still number two in every major QB, QB category. That is not the issue. Stopping a nosebleed or lack thereof is the issue. And so after what I saw from a San Francisco-led defense who, just like Houston, is missing key players from when they were actually good, still be top 10. I said, you know what? I think Robert is actually, who is a former Houston Texans coordinator, assistant coach, rather. I think he is the man that deserves his job. I could be wrong, but man, that performance was stellar. Well, John, what I do want to say, you made a valid point, and I agree with you to a certain extent. However, I think your argument would have been a lot stronger if the Texans were still, if, if the Texans still had J.J. Watt in his prom. And I say that because not only after what had transpired on Sunday, but you take a look at how frustrated this guy has been throughout the whole entire season. I highly doubt that Watt is planning on returning to this team next season. And then on the flip side of things, I don't care if it's Rob Asala. I don't care if it's Romeo Cannell. I don't give a damn if they go back and rehire Bill O'Brien. At the end of the day, regardless of who the Texans bring in as head coach. Let me finish. What did you say? I don't don't give a damn if they go back and hire Bill O'Brien. It don't matter who is calling the shots on the sideline. This Texans defense is not talented. You need some type of talent in order to have a successful defense. So, yes, they are without Nick Bosa, but at the end of the day, he still has Richard Sherman. And I don't know if it's his leadership. I don't know if it's, you know, just because he's that much of an impactful player, even after the Achilles tear that he sustained. I don't think you can name a team that Sherman has played on that you cannot say was not a top tier defensive team. And I believe now that is more so his leadership, but you you take a look at what Salah had uh, playing against the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday. You take a look at what the Texans rolled out on on Sunday when they lost against the Cincinnati Bengals. The talent does not match up. The Texans, in my opinion, I think it would be best for the Texans just to focus on finding an offensive juggernaut and an offensive coach like Airbnb enemy like Gray Roman who has been towards the top of my list 
there's nothing wrong with going out and getting that offensive mind. Just because you go out and hire an Airbnb or whoever the case might be does not mean you're you're putting the defense on the back burner because you can have a top offensive mind as your head coach and still have a very good defensive team by the way you fill out your coaching staff. All we have to do is take a trip down I-10 East, go down to the Big Easy, and just take a page out what the New Orleans Saints have been doing for more than a decade now with Sean Payton as your head coach. And this guy has always had a top tier defense, not only because his talents, but also because he has also put together a very good defensive head coach to go along with his coaching staff. But I think we can agree on a couple of things, right? I think we can agree that if there is a building block on this defense, it is with Zach Cunningham, right? And I think we can agree that Zach Cunningham issues are very fixable. And we've also agreed before the point I made a few weeks ago that not actually, not actually a few weeks ago, uh, maybe last week, not that long ago, that uh, Bill O'Brien did a very terrible job of really progressing this coaching staff, put a lot of first and second uh, year coaches in positions that they should have not been in. And so you bring over Robert, you're bringing over somebody with an extensive coaching Record. And he also knows that I have a building block. That is Zach Cunningham. And again, like I mentioned, if you're top five in all of the offensive categories right now, then Deshaun Watson doesn't need a, a fixing. It isn't the offense. You just need to make sure that you keep players around him. And that is a very interesting conversation that I can't wait to dive into. The Will Fuller contract is something that is very debatable to say the least. It's intriguing. 17 million, nearly 17 million dollars a year uh, for Will Fuller, who hasn't played an entire season. That's where we're going to get to next. But before we get to that, I have to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Why? Because I use it. I've been trying to get Cody to use it. I think Cody needs to come on board and play a little bit with some money. But we're all ready for some football, right? College football is heading into bowl season as we speak. There's a lot of big matchups. The NFL playoffs are around the corner and it's becoming more clear. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Will Fuller contract, how that affects the Houston Texans moving forward. That's what we got up next on the plate. You know, betting on the Texans or the Saints or the Patriots or any of your favorite. NFL team doesn't really have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wages. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag whenever, wherever you get your podcast. And I would like to make a wager whether or not Will Fuller will get a $17 million, nearly $17 million contract next year from the Houston Texans. And I, you know what? I like Will Fuller. I really do. And I think this year he showed that he can be a very good number one, a dynamic number two. Whenever you get suspended for PED use, along with your extensive history, everybody will raise an eyebrow. 
The most he played was 14 during his rookie year. Hasn't played a full season, like I mentioned. He's also on record to having multiple injuries. And when we thought we had that number one receiver, he goes down. I'm not comfortable with giving him the reportedly $16.9 million he is estimated to make for four years. And why? Let's ask the question. Why? Well, Texans cap is tangled and twisted. And as I mentioned earlier, they need to address the pressing issue of the defense and getting more talent on that side of the ball. It doesn't matter if you're bringing in Airbnb, Robert Sala, Jim Caldwell. It doesn't matter who you're bringing in. You need more talent on that side of the ball. And also looking to bring in more talented old linemen. That costs money. And we know that the cap for Houston is kind of strapped right now. Like they're asking for $5 out there. If they was at the family barbecue, they are that cousin. But here's ultimately why. Brandon Cooks is due roughly $12 million next year. And I think he's proven himself to this organization. If he plays Sunday, he's 16 yards away from a thousand yard season, four TDs and has shown he can play with Deshaun Watson. And overall, the week after Fuller gets suspended for the PD use, Watson finds Kiki QT for 141 yards and Chad Hansen for 101. Against the coast the second time around, he combined 167 yards between Cooks, Kiki, QT, and Hansen. And then Cooks explodes for 141 yards. What I'm getting at is Watson just needs competent talent around him to make things happen. And Fuller for $17 million isn't a smart decision. Now, if they can bring him back for a cheaper price, that won't hurt you significantly in the long run, uh, then yeah, you do it. You pull the trigger on that. But I think that's a play that can be made, but I'm not necessarily trusting the front office to do so. Overall, $17 million is a lot of money for someone we cannot trust at his position. Look, $17 million for Will Fuller. My God, I would say his I wish I had $17. Sometimes I wish I just had $17. <laughs> But with that being said, you know, 17 million for his talent, I will say yes. But the fact that nine times out of 10, we cannot depend on his talent because he we can't depend on his durability. And I understand, like Romeo Cannell said during his media availability on yesterday, every time you step out there on the field, you risk putting yourself in a position to get hurt every single snap, every single play. However, when you're a guy like Will Fuller, sometimes I I, I, I want to ask the question, is this man body is just made of glass? Because especially his hamstring, there has been so many times the Texans needed Will Fuller. And I'm not just talking about this year. I'm talking about in past years. There were so many times where the Texans needed Will Fuller to the point he was not available. That hurt this team a lot. John, I agree with you. I think that the Texans should bring Will Fuller back only if they can find a cheaper deal. Um, this goes back to something that I said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about, you know, when or if the Texans should bring back Fuller. I think they should franchise tag him or give him a one year plus a team or a player option because he was on track to have a career year, not just on the field, but the fact that this might have been the first year that he played more than 14 games. I feel that Fuller's party and the Texans organization owe it to each other to give it at least one more try, especially when you consider that you have your franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson going out on the limb saying that we're going to do everything possible to make sure that we get that guy back. However, I do feel that 
they should at least look at upgrading the wide receiver position because yes, Brandon Cooks has been good throughout the season, but to me, his play has been a little bit inconsistent. Agreed. I, I, I agree with that statement. Exactly. Um, Randall Cobb has had a down year. I love what I'm seeing from Kiki QT and Chad Hansen, but at the end of the day, I don't trust that they're able to replicate their performance for a 16-game regular season. So with that being said, if the Texans want to throw a little bit money at a receiver, I think it might be in their best interest to go out and see what's on the market and try to get a guy in Allen Robinson and A.J. Green. Because at the end of the day, I think both of those guys are going to be a lot cheaper to bring to Houston other than trying to re-sign Will Fuller to that projected 17, 18, however however much it was, that's way too much for Will Fuller. Yeah, and and again, we spoke about bringing in Allen Robinson the week of the Bears game, right? And so that would make sense. But my question for that would be, do you want to sink that much money into the wide receiver position overall? And I think that's what I should have been getting at originally. So when you made your point, when you made your point, it made me kind of think about where I was going with it. With Brandon Cooks, I feel there's a, a way that that can be reconstruction. Uh, Will Fuller, who's a young receiver, I, I feel like he's in a position to where he wants to get his money. He wants it now. Al Robinson is a stud, so do I think we're going to get him for? Uh, cheaper than what we can afford? Absolutely not. When I look around, I have to ask myself, number one, do you want to put your star quarterback in a position where he's out there like, you know, I only have this one receiver I trust and there's a bunch of, I hate to say it, but nobody's. But it's very important to retain QT. It's very important to retain Hanson because he already has a connection with it that he's played with for two or three, four Sundays and Kiki throughout the course of his career uh, here in Houston. Uh, I think Allen Robinson may be a little bit out of our price range because ultimately overall, we cannot endure another season where we have the 31st worst defense in the league. Like no matter how great your, your, your quarterback is, I've only seen one quarterback do it. That was the great Tom Brady. I think that was 2011 or 12, maybe 13 between that span the Patriots had the number 30th or 31st defense in the league, and Tom Brady was able to carry that team to the playoffs. But you don't want to put your quarterback in that position over the course of two or three seasons. That's just bad. You have to fund your defense. And the thing about it is they already have limited cap space, so where do you want to delegate your money? Defense, offensive line, and then weapons, because ultimately, overall, you still have weapons here in Houston. And with the offensive line discussion, where did they rank on Sunday? Well, Cody believes they had a good game. We're going to dive into that before we get out of here and discussing how Houston can create a better wall to protect Deshaun Watson. But, you know, walls are meant to be broken. And I think outside of Houston's protection scenario, because they can't afford another season of these many sacks Deshaun has endured. But when we look at breaking walls, the first thing that comes to my mind is something that you've been trying to reach, like a goal or, you know, things along that line that you need help with. And so what's your wall? I want to tell you mine. You know, I've gained too much weight during the quarantine year, but I've also gotten back on track with the help of Bill Go. Bill Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. That's what I love about it. It has helped me day in and day out. I wake up at 4.30 every morning. I go to work. 
And I kind of, at times, go back and forth and wrestle with kids before I come home and do the podcast. I get tired. Well, I did. But Built Go helps me get throughout my day. And so whether I'm having a mental or physical wall that I need to break through, Built Go helps me every day. It's easy. A 1.5 ounce package. You can put it in your briefcase, put it in your backpack, put it in your pocket. Built Go is literally the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, and I love that. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster with a third of the caffeine and better results. With three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, coconut, chocolate, and coconut mint. Visit BillGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, that is L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, for 20% off at BuiltGold.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL Scott Matt Williamson host Locked On Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt gives you the national perspective around the NFL covering all the latest news, insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, preview, and much, much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And I don't care if it's here on Locked On Texans. I don't care if it's the Peacock and Williamson show. Nobody could have expected the Houston Texans O-line to have one of, if not their best performance of the season without Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard in the lineup. Deshaun Watson took a couple of hits, but it wasn't as much as we are used to. Then to top it all off, the man only got sacked one time on Sunday. And I wanted to bring this up because, John, you and I, we discussed this. Listeners, you guys tweet us as well. We, we discussed throughout the season the lack of production coming from David Johnson. And I will never forget the week before this team went on their bye week, David Johnson talked about how hard it is to run behind this offensive line. And he basically said that that's part of the reason why he has not gotten to the rhythm. And I came here on this show and I say it's a little bit BS because you, you take a look at the production that Carlos Hyde gave this organization last year. And in my opinion, he was playing behind a weakened offensive line because Titus Howard missed half the season. The O-line came out and had a very good game, and this man ended up recording a season-best 126 yards on 12 carries, the most since 2018. So, John, I just wanted to bring this up really quick because, I, I, like I said, I find it really funny. It's, this, this is basically the perfect Houston Texans 2020 season in a nutshell. How in the hell are you going to have one of, I'm just going to say, your best performance of the season from your old line and your two main guys in Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil. And Laramie Tunsil went out, he sustained a foot injury in the first quarter, and it seemed like we're not going to be able to see him um, this coming Sunday in the season finale against the Tennessee Titans. So, But I just find it funny that you go out and have one of your best performance without your main two guys on the offensive line. All that does for me is make me think, I wonder how the Dolphins feel with the number four pick in the NFL. I wonder how they feel. That's all. I know. I mean, you go into the playoffs and you get number four. It must be nice. I mean, it must be nice. And I know 
I don't want to I don't want to talk about this trade now because I know first of all we got to have something to talk about starting next week because we we're not going to have any more games here on locked on Texans and I know with the draft coming up looking at what the Texans need I know that that draft pick in that trade is going to come up in discussion countless of times so I'm gonna save everything that I want to say about that for a later date but there's nothing to save there's literally (laughs) Texans traded away first and second round picks didn't think they would be number four in the NFL draft, which includes an amazing tackle out of Oregon, and they don't have the opportunity to pick them. Uh, so that's, I mean, what else do you want? That's what happens when you gamble. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. What I do want to mention with this offensive line, Sunday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals in this upcoming game, you know how we always talk about how we want to see different guys and how these remaining games of the season is going to be really good for the evaluation. I'm actually liking what I'm seeing from Roger Johnson because every time he was able to get into the game, he always held his own. And I actually like what I saw from him. And I think that he, of course, he's not going to take over Laramie Tunsil at left tackle, but I think if you get to bring in the right coach and you fire your, your best friend, Mike Devlin. I think that you can who's, possibly who's best friend, <laughs> your best friend. In my opinion, I would like to see um, Roger Johnson start next year and possibly, possibly replace Zach Fulton at right guard. Cause I truly believe with his, with, with Johnson's development, along with Titus Howell, whenever he come back next season, I think that is going to, that, that, that's going to work for a stronger offensive line than what we have been seeing throughout this whole entire season. Well, remember, we saw him against the New England Patriots, and he had a phenomenal game that Sunday. So, um, you know, two games, 100% of snaps against the New England Patriots, and Sunday against the Bengals, phenomenal outputs from Rod Johnson. Um, and maybe we can build on that for the next year by getting Zach Fulton out of here. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all of the major podcasting platforms, which include Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.